Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. And no doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for March 15th in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law that I am, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. And we're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founders one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to two hours live of hard-hitting talk radio. We are an interesting talk show in that we're live six days a week, Monday through Saturday. On the Sabbath, we rest. A quick recap of Saturday's show. The good Sheriff Richard Mack was with me both hours. CSPOA.org, that's the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Richard Mack is an author of many books. From My Cold Dead Fingers is one of them. The County Sheriff, America's Last Hope, another one. Are You a David? Another one, just to give you a small indication. He's written several more books than just that as well. He was Sheriff of Graham County, Arizona. He got in a big old tiff with Bill Clinton back in the day. Bill was going to arrest Sheriff Richard Mack. The sheriff said, no, you're not. There's jurisdictional boundaries. I'll prove it. They went to court all the way to the Supreme Court. Richard Mack won. Bill Clinton lost. The good sheriff never went to jail. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. So Richard Mack was with me. We talked about Heritage Action for America. The executive director, Jessica Anderson, went on Fox and Friends talking about an additional $10 million they're fighting election fraud. Yeah, they want a grassroots campaign called Save Our Elections, and it's the first time they've really doubled down and gone straight into state laws. I hope they fix it. I hope they can get it done. It's going to be a long road to hoe because there's so many bureaucrats, Republican and Democrat in the swamp, that simply will not deal with vote fraud issues. They know they exist. They lie and claim they don't. And at the same time, uh, they've turned against really all of us. It's a sad tale to tell. Anyway, we also talked about this interesting statement, which we believe absolutely true from Larry Clayman over at Freedom Watch. Vote Democrat. It's easier than working. Sad tale, but true. The stimulus being handed out like candy, baby. And then when they pull back the stimulus, it's going to be like taking a sucker from a baby, isn't it? The people are going to get all up in arms. They've been voted largesque from the Treasury before. Why not make it happen over and over and over? Yeah, sad tale to tell. All because they've locked us down to the coronavirus, which they have no authority to even do. The Arizona Department of Education, absolutely out of control, off the rails, declare that babies show signs of racism by three months old. Yeah, and they have a strong favor for whiteness by the age of five years old, they claim. The document also instructs schools and educators how to, and this is weird, how to change what it means to be white. I don't know what that even means. Very, very concerning. Future King William hits back against Meghan Markle's allegations of racism. We are very much not a racist family, the claim goes. And as my buddy, the late Jerry Hughes, used to say, nothing's official until it's been denied. So there you have that. 
But look, they're calling us all racists, right? And rarely is it even truth. Okay? Second hour, we talked about Portland rioters attack federal courthouse, set fires, bash Biden, they claim. New president, same imperialism. Violence erupted in Portland Thursday night. Yeah, you had all kinds of folks dispatched. They call them federal officers were dispatched to quell the violence. The riots remain. We know who's guilty of the riots, but we're not creating accountability. They just let it go. They're letting the real insurrectionists riot, pillage, and plunder. And the real insurrectionists were at the Capitol as well. Some of them may be fake Trump supporters. No doubt, none of them stand for the rule of law and the peaceful transfer of power that America affords. Well, I should say maybe used to afford until the people turned against God. And now we're losing God's protection. I digress. Utah Senator Mike Lee doing a great job. He says Democrats are seeking long-term power by pushing their HR1 voting bill. Legislation, he says, was written in hell by the devil himself. Wow. Everything about this bill, Senator Mike Lee says, is absolutely rotten to the core. We also talked about conservative commentator Milo Yipanala, however you say his last name. Anyway, Milo, <laughs> he's made changes to his life. Yay. He's a former editor with the with Breitbart, he used to be a gay man. Now he claims that he's straight, according to LifeSite News. Well, I pray for him. I pray that he can come to his senses and understand male and female. God created he them, or us, right? Kentucky Senate doing a good job. Passes bill to making taunt, taunting the police a crime. Well, is that really good for Kentucky? You know what? Should you be able to taunt the police? Or should that be a crime? See, I don't believe that you should be able to taunt the police. Um, but it's kind of a slippery slope if it's a crime, right? It should be strongly discouraged. What does taunting the police mean? If I say, call him a pig, is that taunting the police? Crime. What if I throw, you know, bottles full of urine at the cops? Is that a taunt or is that a crime? See, we need to be very careful with these words. Hate speech, taunting the police. Uh, the, the lines are so vague. The slippery slope is so concerning in these examples that you better be careful. Crimes are crimes, and, well, that's how it is. Words and thoughts and speech and opinions and expressions are usually backed by the First Amendment and protected. When do you cross the line? It used to be easy to understand. Nowadays, it's all muddy water, isn't it, folks? Should we just raise the white flag and surrender? Never, ladies and gentlemen. America Survival Inc., our buddy Cliff Kincaid brought that point up. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene speaking out boldly saying they're underestimating conservatives. I think she's right about that. You can help restore hope in our country, ladies and gentlemen. It is about God, family, and country. And the more we the people stand up for right and good, and the harder it's going to be for bad men and women to take control of our lives and violate our laws. That's how it is, ladies and gentlemen, right? That's how it really is in the real world, right? And you got to understand all that. You got to stand for what is right. 
what is honorable, what is true. You know, it's a tough road to hoe when it comes to standing for liberty, folks, because they want you to believe somehow the more liberty-minded you are, the more of a terrorist you are. And it's not even close. I'm going to say it over again. Not even close to true. Ladies and gentlemen, I can be a, I can be a good guy and stand for what is right. Okay? And it's not really for the government to decide. Now, if my actions cross the line, then we're talking about something really vital, in my opinion, and really important. But let me give you a headline to make the point that I'm getting at with these slippery slopes. The New York Times National Death Section has a headline that says this. Proud Boys got bigger as police looked away. What the heck does that mean? Well, it means they didn't tell the truth and they didn't stand up for liberty. We'll get to that later in the broadcast as well. For now, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. It's good to be with you. All right, there's so much to talk about. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah. Let's start out with the fact that Pelosi is still coming for your guns. And understand that it's not just Pelosi. She's just kind of the, um, what do you call it, the tip of the spear? Do I dare to use that word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she and a bunch of other goons, I want your guns. They want them registered. They want to be able to take them away from you one of these days. And uh, first step in that uh, process is to, to have you register your guns. They need to know who has them and where they're located. And uh, HR 8. Uh, yeah, House Resolution 8, which is a bill that Congress passed, I'm sorry, the House, the U.S. House passed, the U.S. House passed last week, really close vote, 227 to 203, a very close vote. All four rep- representatives from Utah voted nay on this bill. Uh, it would create a de facto centralized list of nearly every gun owner in the country, Sam, that would put the privacy and the safety of a law-abiding gun owners in grave danger. Because, as you know, first they register the guns, then they confiscate the guns, and then they kill you. Right? That's what happens throughout history. More people have been killed by their own governments than by any other means throughout history. Um, and uh, so anyway, this is the same bill, this H.R. 8, that former President Donald Trump tw- uh, tweeted he would instantly veto if it hit his desk. In you know during his term of office, well, yeah, but understand we've, we've taken a, a. I'm telling you right now, we've taken a extreme term to the communist socialist side since Obama. Yeah, and I don't want to say to the left because I don't believe in the left right paradigm. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, but I'm telling you, we've taken an extreme turn towards socialism and communism. The idea that we would even be discussing these two bills to destroy your Second Amendment God-given rights. Understand it's the Second Amendment on the federal level, but state constitutions back your federal constitution and the Bill of Rights. State constitutions are the key. Nullification, separation of powers come to mind. We'll talk about it as we continue with Lowell Nelson Campaign for Liberty. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org with me. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. Pelosi is still coming for your guns. These bills already passed the House, both of them. We need to fight them in the Senate, ladies and gentlemen. We can nullify at the state level, but it's much easier, Lowell, to make sure that we just shut it down in the Senate, right? That's right. Um, it's. Um, I mean, if you had the choice between... Persuading your senator, you know, it's taking, taking two minutes every day this week to call your senator and leaving a message because they, they never answer their own phones, obviously, but they have staffers who do. And those staffers keep a tally of every call that, that, that the constituents make to them, and they might make a mark. They say, okay, you know, this many, and, they, and then they report to the, the congressman um, or the senator. Uh, well, yeah, any congressman can be a representative or a senator. They report to their their, their their member of Congress the number of people who've called on an issue and which way they're leaning, because most uh, most of these congressmen are politicians, meaning they'll vote the way the the constituents want them to vote. But you have to you have to go to that effort to make known your wishes to them. And so their staffers they take these phone calls and they make marks and then they tout, they report to their their boss, you know, which way the wind is blowing. And because what, what do these congressmen care most about? They don't care about your liberty the most. They care about getting re-elected. They, they, they care about maintaining their seat of power. That's what they care about. So now, by the way, I submit to you, though, that to care about being re-elected over your oath of office is a criminal act. Mm-hmm. They've sworn an oath to defend the Americans, we the people, America from enemies, foreign and domestic. And if somebody has a goal to be reelected above protecting America, that's criminal activity, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you may say, well, some of it's not provable, Sam, and how do you go there? Look, 
fundamentally, if your goal is to stay elected and you will look the other way on key issues relating to the liberties of the people, uh, you know, hey, each act is criminal. I'll give you a 30-second example to make the point. You know, they say that Donald Trump committed an insurrection by giving a speech saying, hey, you know what, peacefully um, show your patriotism and go to the Capitol and influence your congressmen, congress uh, or senators or whatever to go and, and look into vote fraud. And now they're saying that was an insurrection. All right. However, if President Joe Biden says we're not going to protect the border, we're not going to be like Donald Trump and stop people from illegally crossing our borders. We're going to change the term illegal to undocumented. We're going to. And now there's a massive, massive surge at the border. And the illegals claim that Donald or that Joe Biden is communicating. There's a communique, if you will, uh, with between the Joe Biden administration and the illegals that, hey, come on in. We'll take care of you. We'll work away. See, that's undermining the very laws of our nation. And he's doing it to stay in power and appease those who elected him, etc. But it's criminal activity, though. You can't say mm-hmm. Donald Trump's guilty of insurrection because he gave a speech and then a couple of wackos went to the Capitol and did damage. The majority, vast majority, didn't. You can't draw that line of he caused, but yet then say, well, there's no link between the rhetoric of Joe Biden and the Democrats on the illegality at the border and then the surge at the border the second Obama jumped, or I'm sorry, Biden jumps into power and literally changes the law by edict. Okay, the parallels are striking. Joe Biden needs to be um, removed from office, impeached, and he needs to head to prison for his illegal partnership with illegal activity. We'll get into that hopefully next hour or some. But I digress except for to make the point. This is criminal law. Yeah, and in, in, by, by our stating the fact that uh, politicians are politicians, that doesn't mean we condone their behavior. It simply means that that's the way they behave. And we wish it were different. We wish we had statesmen in there, like Larry McDonald of uh, Georgia, a Democrat from Georgia in the 19, you know, 60s and 70s. We wish we had Ron Paul, people like Ron Paul, in there, Republican from Texas, you know, from the 80s, 90s, and 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 odds, the following decade. We wish we had those kind of people in there that were were true to their oath of office, but we don't. Most of them are politicians. I can count on both hands the number of statesmen that. That have a seat in the in the, in the in the Congress of the United States today, just on one just on two hands, Sam, people who actually fulfill and live up to their oath of office. But that leaves the majority of those 535 people uh, as as politicians, and they behave like politicians, which means that they 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 lift whichever way the wind bloweth, <laughs> basically. So. We have to take advantage of that. We have to do all we can to stop this in the U.S. Senate. There's 100 senators. There are 50 states. And what I'm pleading for is that you take two minutes every day this week to make a telephone call to your U.S. senators. And, 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 and you know, because that's far easier. You know, spending those two or three minutes every day this week is far easier than it will be to spend several years if, if of our future fighting to nullify a congressional statute, because that's our fallback position. If we lose these two bills, the, the fight against these two bills in the Senate, if they actually pass the Senate and go to Biden, he's going to sign them, then, then we are going to have to, 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 uh, you know, to go to our fallback position. 
And our fallback position is that states must ignore and nullify these unconstitutional statutes because H.R. 8 and H.R. 1446 are the two bills that passed the House last week. They are unconstitutional. They do not, in other words, the states did not say to the general government that they could pass laws that put that that intervene that intervene in domestic affairs and gun control, gun registration. Those are domestic affairs. Those are now, of course, yeah. In the ten square miles of the District of Columbia, U.S. Congress, they can pass any law they want there. They have exclusive jurisdiction there, but not in your state, not in my state. But convincing all the rest of our fellow citizens about the nullity of these unconstitutional statutes were they to pass. That is a job much, much bigger than making a two-minute telephone call to your U.S. senators this week, Sam. That's my point. There you have it. Very important to understand, ladies and gentlemen. And right now we have checks and balances to protect our God-given inalienable right of self-defense. It isn't about guns. It's about self-defense. And Americans need to understand that we have a God-given right this isn't subject to the whims of bureaucrats. I submit to you, we better stand up bold, noble, and independent, and we better do it now. Lockdowns level liberty around the world. James Bovard with this piece. This is serious indeed as well. It goes hand in hand with kind of the gun grabbing away. They want to lock you down and control you. That's what these topics are about. James Bovard highlights it uh, in a very succinct way. Lol. Well, I really like this article, Sam, because, um, you know, I knew other things were bad in other countries, but I didn't really have a current description of, of, of that, you know, how bad it really, really is. And he, he put this together, and it's posted on ronpaulinstitute.org, where you can read it in its entirety. I'm just going to hit some, some highlights here. He, he notes that, you know, while fatalities attributed to COVID-19 have been tracked meticulously, very few people have recognized how the scamdemic-provoked lockdowns have devastated liberty around the rest of the world. Emergency proclamations, he says, have entitled presidents and other government officials to seize vast new powers previously forbidden to them. Well, and last October, Freedom House issued a report. These are the guys that talk about, you know, the the kind of liberty index in all the countries of the world, they said that since the scamdemic since the scamdemic began, the condition of democracy and human rights has worsened in 80 countries. That's an eight zero, 80 countries. Abuses of power have been propelled by a presumption that government officials are entitled to all the power they claim to need to keep people safe. Wow. I mean, what this reminds me, Sam, what Ben Franklin said to us about security and liberty, right? Those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety, right? And that's what these governments are doing around the, around the world. Again, I ask the question, why do public servants of government think that they are responsible for my health, Sam? I don't understand that. I am responsible for my health. Why does government think it's responsible for my health? Well, they must think that that's a way to control people because they're all doing it. And so now we get some examples of that. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo said he was entitled to inflict any burden on the residents of New York just 
to, quote, save just one life, end of quote. But he failed to consider all the lives he destroyed in his pitiful effort to save just one life. More than 10 million jobs were lost thanks to lockdowns. The majority reason why life expectancy in the United States last year had its sharpest plunge since World War II, Sam. Ladies and gentlemen, looking good. Ladies and gentlemen, the answers start with telling the truth. Just saying. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. When will the government and the professional health do-gooders tell the truth? Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The U.S. Department of Homeland Security on Saturday ordered emergency agency FEMA to help care for a growing number of migrant children arriving at the U.S.-Mexico border. More than 3,600 migrant children were being held in the United States border facilities as of Thursday morning. The Senate Judiciary Committee recently held a hearing to consider civil rights attorney Vanita Gupta for Associate U.S. Attorney General. Uh, that would be the number three spot in the Department of Justice. Gupta is facing immense scrutiny from Republican senators. Gupta called the confirmation of now Supreme Court Justice Amy Coney Barrett illegitimate. She called Judge Kavanaugh a privileged lifelong partisan. The Senate Judiciary Committee must vote to move forward Gupta's nomination before the full Senate has a chance to confirm her nomination. Uncertainty why only 75% of the House of Representatives is confirmed as vaccinated against the coronavirus is starting a debate whether the chamber can return to normal. USA Radio News. You've heard of cancel culture. They want to ban Dr. Seuss books from our schools. And some want monuments for George Washington and Thomas Jefferson removed. If you're fed up with cancel culture, watch Newsmax TV. Each night this week, Newsmax exposes the dangerous agenda of cancel culture. Tune in tonight for blockbuster shows with Greg Kelly, Grant Stinchfield, Rob Schmidt, Sean Spicer, and Lindsey Keith. You'll be surprised by what you see. Everyone is talking about Newsmax, now America's fastest-growing cable news channel. It's on all major cable systems. If you don't get it, call your operator. Tell them you want it. Newsmax is also free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, Vizio, and platforms like Roku, YouTube, Zumo, Pluto, and more. And download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. Every day, check Newsmax.com for breaking news and watch Newsmax TV for the news you need to know. Millions are watching. So can you. Former general counsel for the Hillary Clinton 2016 presidential campaign and John Kerry 2004 presidential campaign, Mark Elias is in some hot water. Jeremy Scott with the Oregon USA Radio News Bureau reports. Mark Elias led a team of attorneys to file lawsuits to expand ballot access in swing states. Republicans and former President Trump criticized him, saying that he was being used by Democrats to steal the 2020 election. The Epoch Times reports that Elias has been sanctioned by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, and several of his colleagues were admonished. The sanctions are for an ethics violation and submitting a redundant and misleading filing. Elias is the head of the political law practice at Perkins Coy, a large Seattle-based law firm with many political clients. Boxing legend Marvelous Marvin Hagler has died at 66. A post on Hagler's website read that the boxer died of natural causes on March 13th near his home in New Hampshire. Hagler had recently gotten his COVID-19 vaccine and was complaining of breathing problems when he was taken to the hospital. USA Radio News.
Sediment, Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, on your radio. Lockdowns are leveling the sacred cause of liberty all over the world. James Bavard with the details. This article is quite long, but I'm telling you right now, makes an incredible point that, you know what, we're losing liberty at an alarming rate, and the people don't even really understand or realize it. Uh, because it's happening primarily overseas, Lol. That's right. In Ethiopia, India, Egypt, Botswana, Somalia, Cambodia, Rwanda, Zimbabwe, Tanzania, Thailand, and uh, other places, Australia, the U.K. Um, uh, and, and this article just gives evidence after evidence um, uh, of, of this lockdown, of the abuse that's happening to the people of these countries because of the lockdowns, because of politicians who are irrigating power and to themselves. They think that uh, the lockdown gives them license to, to do these lockdowns, and they are mobilizing their police forces and their soldiers in these countries to enforce the lockdown. And not only is it destroying businesses, but it's ending up killing people they, they suffer, they die, they die, they die from hunger, they die from police abuse. And, and so the number of people um, that are being hurt by these policies, which really, I, you know, I'm trying to make the point here, Sam, that, the, that these, the, the policies that we embraced here in the U.S. Um, have, are being copied by well over 100 countries of the world and that's resulting in a net loss of liberty in in these hundred countries around the world, and and so you know if if we lose liberty here, you know the more I think about it, I I, I believe that saying that if we lose liberty here, then it's going to be lost from the globe, right? I mean the rest of the world is going to be plunged backward in time and liberty to the dark ages of of, of liberty when 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 so very few people have liberty, the opportunity to make a living and to enjoy peace and prosperity. These lockdowns do not promote liberty, Sam. They shackle liberty. And we would be wise to, to, to heed the warning of Thomas Jefferson, who, who said that uh, the doctrine that the general government is the exclusive judge of the extent of the powers delegated to it is nothing short of despotism, he said. And the discretion of those who administer the government and not the Constitution, would be the measure of their power. So basically, he's saying that we can't let the general government decide how much power they get. That would be insane. What we need to do is the state and the local authorities are the ones to determine how much authority is exerted by the general government. That's the, that's the check and the balance that was set up by the framers of this, of this uh, republic. And, and we would do well to heed that advice, because this pandemic painfully illustrates how government officials can always, you know, spin the data to justify whatever decree they, they, they wish to issue. And regardless of the needless deaths and disruptions caused by the government policies, it would be the opponents of the lockdowns, that's us, who will be labeled the grandma killers. Right, so it's it's really up to us, Sam. We have to we have to sound the warning trumpet here, because if the U.S. doesn't lead out on this and reestablish liberty here, it's going to be gone everywhere, Sam. That's my point. The point is well taken. The concern 
is great, ladies and gentlemen. And it's something that we really need to understand. Hey, these lockdowns around the world have got to stop. The idea that you're going to force everybody to wear masks, you're going to possibly force people to have vaccinations, you're going to literally use governmental powers to force people to stay at home, stay at home orders or whatever you want to call it, edicts that are in many cases bordering on martial law kind of stuff, shutting down businesses everywhere and destroying economies all over the world. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we're losing liberty at an alarming rate. And I get it at first when it was the first week when they said, hey, we're going to shut you down for a week to 10 days because we got to get a handle on this thing. You know, a lot of people kind of said, okay, let's give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Now they've proven their agenda is not the safety of the American people or the safety of the people of the world. They're using this as a leverage point to literally lord over us in ungodly ways to literally steal our uh, rights. Uh, constitutionally speaking, especially in America. But remember, most rights are God-given, not government-granted privileges. And so even though they may not have a codified constitution putting government on notice like we do, they still have the same rights. Okay, peoples of the world are no different. They have God-given rights. And these lockdowns literally destroy liberty around the world. Great work, Mr. Bavard. What next, Lowell? (laughs) Well, this next article... Is um, uh, it, it's different than most, and this also is found on RonPaulInstitute.org, where most of the columns are serious, serious articles. But I read one posted Friday that was absolutely hilarious, Sam, written by Jacob Hornberger. It really is pretty funny because it is written in a sarcastic tone, um, and um, it, it, it revolves around the uh, the issue of of uh, the, one of the January 6th protesters. His name is Jacob Anthony Chansley. I never knew that was his name, but you saw his picture posted everywhere because he was the guy who had his face painted. He wore uh, horns on his head, and he was carrying a spear. He looked like something out of you know the, one of the Indians in the Battle uh, of the Bighorn, the Little Bighorn or something. You know, I mean, it, it, incredible. Well, he was holding a spear, right? When he was leading the charge, take over the Capitol. That's the way it's portrayed. Well, it turns out he was denied bail, Sam, <laughs> by a federal judge named Lambert. And that, that, that happened just a week or two ago. He was denied bail. Why was he denied bail? Well, because he used a spear in leading the charge to take over the Capitol, a weapon so dangerous that Lambert cited it as one of the principal reasons he was denying pretrial bail to Chansley, a spear. <laughs> a spear? Yeah, a spear. What could be more dangerous than that? Nah, don't say an AR-15 or a Glock 19. Those weapons, they run the risk of malfunctioning or misfiring. Moreover, unless a person is highly trained in the use of firearms, one runs the definite risk of missing the target when firing. <laughs> Continuing this quote, A spear is obviously a much more effective weapon to employ when trying to violently overthrow a government. A spear doesn't lock up and misfire, and it's virtually impossible to miss with a spear. Moreover, its history as a weapon goes back a lot further than the history of guns. Well, good for Lambert in understanding the gravity of the threat that Chansley posed to America and continues to pose to America with his spear. Good on him for keeping him in, him in jail, keeping Chansley in jail pending his trial. Why let that pesky bail requirement in the Bill of Rights endanger the American people with a possibility of more spear attacks? End of quote. I mean, it's just this article goes on and on, Sam. It's, it's just really funny. 
and 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 then I must add, you know, what about the what about the horns that Kenzie was wearing on his head? What you know, he could have charged members of Congress with those horns. How could the judge possibly have missed that grave danger? Also, Sam, <laughs> we we, we got to keep this guy in jail because he might he might charge Congress with those <laughs> horns he was wearing. You know, it, it gets tongue in cheek a little bit. This is so serious; it's hard for me to laugh on one hand. On the other hand, I do agree that a little bit of levity to the situation can make sure that we can take this in good stride. Not that we accept it or like it, but instead of getting violent or just getting kind of uh, one mind um, angry or hostile, or we've got to kind of step back and go, you know what? I mean, this is a little bit comical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was laughing out loud when I read through the column. Anyway, both of these great columns... Uh, if you're going to go to Ron Paul and have to choose one of the columns to read, read the one by James Boulevard that we highlighted about the destruction of liberty around the world, because that is really sobering, folks. We need to restore liberty here. We need to restore it in our own hometowns, in our own counties, in our own communities, our own states. That's what we need to do, because if we don't restore it here, then it's going to be lost to our friends, our, our neighbors, our our uh, our brothers and sisters around the world. That's the bottom line, Sam. It is the bottom line. These issues are serious, even though once in a while we need to have a good laugh, ladies and gentlemen. Spear control. <laughs> yeah. Just imagine, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They're already into speech control, right? <laughs> they already shut me down on Twitter. You know that, right, Lol? No, I didn't hear that, Sam. Yeah, they shut me down on Twitter. They said that I perpetuated lies about the COVID vaccine. I reported how in Israel they have this report out stating that there are more deaths due to the vaccine for the elderly uh, than the coronavirus itself. And I documented where it came from and all that kind of stuff. And Twitter says, until I pull that lie down, I can't be restored. So I got to repent. The problem is I won't pull down uh, the highlighted headline, etc., because it's not a lie. You can debate whether you agree with the uh, educated professors that put the study together if you want, but you can't challenge that I'm reporting about their report. It's not a lie. I have every right to report on the report, don't I? All right, hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live with Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals that gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way. But actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? 
you deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another incredible art article from our good buddy John Rappaport. Governors are starting to open up their economies. Texas decided to stand up and get rid of their mask mandate. Joe Biden literally mocked them with a dishonest claim. Uh, so there you have it. The battle's on. How do you open up and not be abused and attacked? I don't know if you can stop the abuse and attacks, but you can certainly stand up. And he breaks down how to get that done, Lowell. Yep, he makes this one single but excellent point in his column posted at lewrockwell.com. And his point is this. PCR tests must disclose the number of cycles used. Now, we've talked about this before, Sam. The number of, they call it the cycle threshold in a PCR test, this, uh, in, in this polymerase chain reaction test, which, where, whereby they take a sample of DNA from, from you, a mucosal sample, and then they amplify that by, you know, they double it every cycle. So it goes from, from 1 to 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, 128. And just in, in, in a dozen cycles, it becomes a, 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 a you know, a huge, uh, you know, exponentially increasing number. And, and the, the, the glob of material becomes exponentially big. And so by the time you get to 30, 35, 40 cycles, it has been magnified so much that you can find pretty near anything you look for in, a, in the sample, right? Well, and Fauci himself has, has said that, that any test that exceeds 35 cycles is meaningless. Let me say it again. Fauci has, himself has said that any test that goes more than 35 cycles is meaningless, which means that really that's that the reason for the, all the uh, the, the false positives out there. Well, they had to manufacture these false positives. They don't call them that, of course. They had to manufacture results from tests proving that people had COVID this past year in order to justify their lockdown measures, their policy response to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. They, and so they used the test to do that, the COVID PCR test. Well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis understands this, and so he issued an order in December uh, to all state labs processing PCR tests in Florida. They must now report the number of cycles that they use in every test they perform. Well, and, 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 and that, that enables the authorities in Florida to discount all of the tests or any tests that exceeds 35 cycles. And what that means is that the tests are going to come out with more meaningful results now. There are not going to be so many false positives. See, the CDC said that up to 97% of the tests last year 
resulted in false positives because they went to 40 cycles. So is, as governors of other states, as, as they reopen their states, they can defend themselves against criticisms if they will do what Florida did, which is to order all of the state labs that process these PCR tests, that conduct these, these PCR tests, to return and tell, disclose the number of cycles that they use in the test. And what, what will happen because of that? Well, the number of cases will drop. The number of hospitalizations will drop. The number of deaths attributed to, P, to, to COVID-19 will drop. And, and, and so that's how your governor will be able to defend himself against the criticism that surely will come if, if uh, you know, because they open up their states again, because they eliminate their mask mandates. And, and they, they throw away the, the orders to lock down. So what I recommend and what John Rappaport recommends is that every listener forward this article to his state governor. It's a great idea. And so go to lourockwell.com, find this article by John Rappaport. Um, it came out on the, let me think, um, just uh, two or three days ago. So you can find it there. Just search John Rappaport. It'll pop right up. And and send this article to your state governor, encouraging him to end the lockdown, end the mask mandates, and order every PCR test to return the number of cycles, to disclose that number of cycles. In fact, if you're going to get a test that's a PCR test, then you should demand to know how many cycles were used to obtain the test result. That's what you and I should do. And uh, if we do this, more people will actually get get apprised of this scam, the, the PCR test scam, and then we'll get better results from now on. It really, Ladies really, Sam, It just comes down yes. to the fact that the truth shall set you free. And the governors yeah. need to mandate, hey, let's have transparency here. Let's have the truth, shall we? Because the second you lock them down to 35 cycles or less, instantly your cases of the cocoa are going to go down big time because then it's accurately doing the test not generating intentional fraudulent results ladies and gentlemen all right i guess ireland is breaking news to all of us folks we warned you but now ireland jumps on the bandwagon lol yep they are uh, suspending their rollout of the astrazeneca vaccine because of blood clotting problems in norway Right? There were four people who had serious blood clotting issues after they got this, uh, this gene therapy, this uh, COVID-19 so-called vaccine. Well, they reported these four cases, and that so concerned the Irish health officials that Ireland, they suspended their rollout of the AstraZeneca vaccine. And Danish officials, Norwegian officials, Icelandic authorities have taken a similar precautionary step. And surprise, surprise, the WHO, the World Health Organization, is saying there is no link between the vaccines and the clotting, the blood clotting. Well, yeah, try to tell that to the four people who had the problem with blood clotting. Try to tell them that, uh, that there's no link between, you know, those vaccines and the clotting problem. So, you know, just an, an interesting tidbit, this AstraZeneca vaccine causing Ireland to their rollout, and that, that's a good thing, right? I mean, some of these countries, they're wanting, they actually want to, to defend their people against the vaccine, so 
you know, good on Ireland for, for, for suspending that rollout. Sam. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's important to understand the blood clot reports related to this as well, because in America, what they'll do is they'll tell you that blood clots killed them or heart medications was involved or whatever else. And when you start having heart medications that people have mixed with the coronavirus that people um, may not have mixed with the lies there and then mixed with these vaccinations, they're creating a situation where it's very, very difficult to understand the truth. But the blood clot reports are not only uh, concerning to Ireland, but they're also concerning to the Danish, the Norwegian, and the Icelandic authorities who have taken similar approaches on this, folks. We ought to be doing the same, but you know what? Anybody who brings up anything in America, like me, that the vaccine may not be what it's cracked up to be, literally gets shut down by Twitter. Pretty soon it'll be Facebook. The tyranny and the shutdown of all five of your First Amendment guarantees in full swing, ladies and gentlemen. The real question is the vaccine versus the virus. Fatalities skyrocket, folks, as COVID vaccines increase. Death rates skyrocket. What they're going to tell you is it's the virus, not the vaccine, that's the cause. And they're going to tell you the vaccine is the fix. The problem is the real question for you and I is this. Am I more likely to die from the COVID or from the vaccine? Building your own health is much more safe than a vaccine, ladies and gentlemen. But I'll, I'll tell you this. You got a question to ask. And that's the debate. Are you allowed to even discuss this? Are you allowed to debate whether you can die, uh, have a greater chance of death from the COVID virus or the vaccine? Can you even have that discussion anymore with the current crackdowns law? <laughs> well, not if you live in Rwanda or not if you live in Zimbabwe. Uh, just like that Bovid article said, in, Bob, in Zimbabwe, anyone who publishes or disseminates false information about an official or that impedes the response to the pandemic faces up to 20 years in prison, Sam. That's in Zimbabwe. And in, uh, 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 in uh, COVID-19, yeah, in, in, uh, in Rwanda, the journalist who ran, uh, who ran the YouTube news channel over there, Ishema TV, apparently, he was in prison for violating COVID lockdown regulations. Guess what he was doing? Well, at the time of his arrest, he was reporting on the effects of the lockdown on the population and investigating allegations of rape committed by soldiers enforcing the lockdown. So, yeah, I mean, you and I, we have the liberty to post the truth on social media and on our websites, and we can, we can talk about it on, on Internet radio here. But these guys in Zimbabwe, Rwanda, and other countries of the world, they don't have that opportunity because they face far more severe penalties than you or I face, Sam. You just got, you just reported you got booted off tweet, off of Twitter. And uh, I, and in fact, by the first time in my life, just last week, I couldn't post something on Facebook because it violated community standards. You know what it was, Sam? It was posting the, the, the website peoplesrights.org, which is Ammon Bundy's website. I couldn't even post that. Yeah, in let a, me tell you why I that's a lie. People don't have rights. <laughs> yeah, I, I joke, yeah. but I'm making the point. That's what these people literally think and believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very serious, Sam. And so um, the real question is, you know, the Sam pointed out earlier is is the COVID vaccine more dangerous than COVID? 
well. We talked about this article from Israel last week. Um, health authorities there believe that the vaccine is 40 times more deadly than the virus itself. In other words, in Israel, 40 times as many people have died from the vaccine than would have died from COVID-19 itself. That's what they believe in, in the country of Israel. I mean, the, the sane health authorities there. Well, and so you look at it in the United States, and this article here, uh, that I, the com that I just read, uh, says that the, the actual death rate due to COVID here in the United States mirrors that found around the globe, and that the death rate due to vaccines is higher than the death rate due to COVID-19. So bottom line, folks, is that it, you, you're, you're really taking a bigger risk of death by taking the jab, the COVID-19 vaccine jab, than you are by simply avoiding the jab and trying to build your health. But like Sam said, building your health is much, much safer than taking the vaccine when it comes to COVID-19, Sam. And although it's safer, and I agree completely, one of the most important things isn't really about safety. It's about agency. It's about your ability Uh to choose what you want with your own body, ladies and gentlemen. Okay? This is serious. By the way, boxing legend, marvelous. Marvin Hagler, 66 years old, died after taking the vaccine. Now the debate online is, did the coronavirus kill him? A fellow athlete says that it did. Others are saying, not so fast. How dare you say that? Let his family grieve in peace. But he died shortly, within hours of getting the vaccine. Joe Kovacs, WND.com, with those details. Yeah, Sam, isn't it, isn't it hypocritical how if you die if you die after taking the vaccine, it's not because of the vaccine. But if you die beforehand because of comorbidities, it's because of COVID, the dreaded cocoa. And if you bring up the difference, they'll just shut you right on down, buddy. You're spreading fake news that's dangerous to society. You better yep. wake up, ladies and gentlemen, and stand for liberty while you got the chance. Donate liberally to libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Donate to Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org. Thank you, Lowell. We'll talk Friday, buddy. You're welcome, Sam. Always doing a phenomenal job. That is Lowell Nelson. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for March 15th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Welcome to the broadcast, Dr. Scott Bradley with me with me this hour. Welcome to the radio, doctor. Well, um, always glad to get together on a Monday morning and start the week out right. Amen to that, sir. I've got two main topics I want to stick to. Uh, fairly closely today, because I really think they're so critical. 
And uh, people have been wondering about these topics, and I haven't had a chance to really dig in and get to them. I want to talk about the first one. Proud Boys got bigger as police looked away. Now, this is documented by the New York Times. New York Times business section today has an article. Proud Boys got bigger as police look the other way. Proud Boys accused of leading a mob to Congress followed a bloody path to get there. Now, the interesting thing about this discussion or this article by the New York Times is it really digs into the details. They say as Proud Boys worked their way towards the U.S. Capitol over many years, the cops literally allowed them to get there by looking the other way. They say law enforcement did a little to stop the Proud Boys. A protester was burning an American flag outside the 2016 Republican convention in Cleveland, Ohio. Now, by the way, I was there at the Republican convention when Joseph Biggs rushed to attack. Jump at a police line. He ripped the man's shirt off and started pounding and beating on the man. Then he boasted about it that night in an online video. Now listen carefully. The local police did not charge Biggs, charged the other man, the flag burner, with assaulting Mr. Biggs. Okay? So Proud Boy got away with it. He beat somebody up, jumped the cross line, promoted it on video. No doubt it was obvious who was who. The guy that was burning the flag. Now, I'm not for burning the flag. Like, by choice, but I'm not also for making a law against burning the flag. If you want to do that, you can. This is America. But again, this Biggs guy just beat him up, and then the other guy got charged. The city later had to pay $225,000 to settle accusations that the police had falsified their reports out of sympathy for Mr. Biggs. By the way, who went on to become a leader of the, they say, far-right Proud Boys? Now listen, two years later, 2018, in Portland, Oregon, something similar occurred. A Proud Boy named Ethan Nordian was caught on video pushing his way through a crowd of, quote, counter-protesters, punching one of them, then slamming him to the ground. The one that got slammed to the ground became unconscious. Once again, the cops charged only the other man in the skirmish, accusing him of of swinging a baton at Mr. Nordian. Now, Mr. Big, 37 years old, and Mr. Nordian, 30 years old, are major leaders of the Proud Boys. Now there's a federal investigation. Now it's with the FBI saying that prosecutors on Thursday are now saying 
could be one of the largest in American history, meaning investigations, they face some of the allegations. And they face getting prosecuted for the attack on the U.S. Capitol in January. Okay, they say, listen, leading a mob of about 100 Proud Boys. Well, now let's stop there for a second. And they try to say that Donald Trump is aligned with the Proud Boys. Or that you and I, Dr. Scott Bradley, are aligned with the Proud Boys. Because why? Well, they're right wing and you're considered right wing and I'm considered right wing. And we've given Trump credit on occasion here or there. And therefore, really, the Proud Boys and Trump and you and me, there is no difference. And they literally lie and paint this satanic false narrative in the media. All right. But the fact is, federal, local and federal law enforcement agencies passed up several opportunities to get to the truth and take action against the Proud Boys and their fellow associates long before they ever went to the Capitol. The group's propensity for violence and extremism was no secret, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI and other law enforcement agencies have kind of seen the Proud Boys as, well, the way they portray themselves. Well, they're kind of some street brawlers that lack the organization of some other groups. And, you know, they're kind of bad guys, but not near like the white supremacists, the neo-Nazis, the drug cartels, this kind of stuff. Yes, their ideology is kind of a concern, but, you know, yes, they've kind of committed acts of violence, but no really big deal. By definition, that's probably terrorism, but we don't really worry about them. One of the leaders of Homeland Security articulated the Proud Boys are just the guys that drink too much after the football game. And, well, hey, the law enforcement agencies can't invest, investigate political groups without reasonable suspicion of a crime. So, therefore, they got immunity. They got protection from the cops all the way along. In fact, the other guys were attacked. You go to Charlottesville and the same narrative. All the people that wanted to protect the statues and defend our history um, – Whenever there was a skirmish, they're the ones that got charged and put in prison. And all the leftists, the Black Lives Matter, the Proud Boys, the Antifa, the whoever else, they all got away with literal murder. But you know what? The Proud Boys committed violence in public, used that violence in videos to promote themselves for other rallies, and then traveled across the country to involve engage in, and engage in violence again and again. They say how that didn't attract FBI attention is hard for me to understand. Well, I can understand it. You've literally got, ladies and gentlemen, the government involved in allowing these insurrections to not only grow, but literally protecting them when the violence occurs. Now, the reason I bring this up, Dr. Bradley, is when we try to report on this, Twitter shuts us down. Do you realize my Twitter account just got shut down last week? No, I didn't. I hadn't heard that. So where do we go with this? The federal authorities literally knew about this all the way from local cops to federal police, and they all knew about the Proud Boys, their violence. They saw documented videos of it, and they literally doubled down and let the organization grow, not tracking their money, not tracking their organizations, but punishing everybody else who got, um, who became a victim 
that isn't just ignoring their drunken behavior or whatever, like a, after a football game. That's literally promoting the Proud Boys and attacking the victim. The police all along the way, all the way up to the FBI, have protected these people. And now they're going to blame it on Donald Trump? Literally, they say about 200 people have been arrested so far. A hundred plus of them are Proud Boys, which neither the right nor the left really wants association with these radicals, right? You know, it's interesting to me that the New York Times is is uh, absolutely known in all circles as a paragon of truth. And if you can't hear the sarcasm and dripping uh, phew, disdain in a statement such as that, they're absolutely unequivocally, totally and completely biased in their in their direction and their uh, uh, in everything they do. There's a spin on everything they do. And so I guess I, I would say that nothing I would say at this point should ever be construed to be an endorsement or an encouragement or in any way a positive statement about anybody from the Proud Boys to Antifa to the Black Lives Matter. Um, there, there's a um, an undertow going on in our country right now, and I, I don't uh, claim to have the inside track on any of these things, but I do look back in history to what has happened and of course you've talked to me enough to know that that kind of tends to be my my perspective we need to look about backward to, to look forward uh history does tend to repeat itself the satanic forces do tend to use the same charade over and over and over again and the the uh, mortals on earth tend to step in at every chance they get there's always a uh, a replay it seems to me of successful methodologies for overthrowing truth and freedom. And I would say um, the New York Times is every bit as much in the middle of this mess in terms of fostering the overthrow of the freedom, as is the Southern Poverty Law Center, which has got its opinions about organizations such as the Proud Boys, but gives a pass to Antifa. You know, the uh, Anti-Defamation League does similar things. So I guess we got to take a little break here, but uh, I'm sure we'll be back. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley to preserve the nation. His goal, freedomsrisingsun.com, his website. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Live, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. So this is serious, though. I submit to you that the cops have literally been aiding and abetting the Proud Boys all the way from the local level all the way up to the federal level. And uh, I don't know what's going on here or who's doing what, but then Donald Trump gives a speech and says, hey, you know what? Uh, let's peacefully, patriotically go to the Capitol and encourage our congressmen and senators to look into vote fraud. And they literally say Donald Trump's a complete insurrectionist. And everybody following him, in fact, everybody even complimentary to the former president on occasion is guilty as well. And the broad brush paints us all uh, into a supposed terrorist insurrectionist corner. The lie about this, though, is that the cops have been promoting this. And I guess I'm saying if Donald Trump is um, guilty of an insurrection, then all the FBI and all the police officers literally charge the other men. When violence was committed by the Proud Boys and allowed this to continue and ratchet up to such a point, shouldn't they be in prison, Dr. Bradley? Well, you know, the uh, the truth of the matter probably is that there has been complicit people at uh, various levels along various paths all along the way. I mean, there's a, there's a concerted effort to uh, basically put an undertow on the whole nation and... Uh, and and there may have been local police officers, there may have been FBI officers, there may have been uh, contending factions almost anywhere along the line. And I, I don't claim to have any real insights into that, but, but I do know that historically this has been the methodology by which insurrection and overthrow of the, of the forms of government have, have always occurred. And, um, and so uh, the fact that, that the Wall Street, no, not the Wall Street Journal, the, the New York Times seems to be um, stirring the pot right now, tells me they probably have a, a dog in the fight. Uh, they're, they're people that have, have shown their colors way too often for my comfort level. I mean, and as, like I say, uh, Patrick Henry at the beginning of the American Revolution says, I have but one lamp by which my feet are guided, and that's the lamp of experience. I know of no way of judging the future but by the past, and and in The Tempest, uh, William Shakespeare observed what's past is prologue, meaning uh, the, the experience of the past is but an introduction to the, to the what's to come. And uh, in The Life of Reason, we read those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. So, so here's I, what I do is I go back and look at these things, and, and uh, the undertow of all of the, the you know, the basically the ugly underbelly of, of these revolutionary tactics uh, 
Um, I, I don't know as we we're ever privy enough to be able to flush them down the toilet where they deserve. But I think the the solution really is a restoration of the original principles. Um, when when, for example, the uh, the Illuminists in uh, in the French Revolution brought the rabble in and, and started this uh, fractious kind of contentious situation, it, it resulted in the overthrow of, of the society. And when the Bolsheviks did the same thing, it's it's a very similar kind of thing. The Mensheviks and the Bolsheviks and and their undertow and, and the release of prisoners uh, to come participate in it, which is kind of what we did through the coronavirus. And you look at what happened in, in um, the 20s and 30s in Germany with uh, the factions of, of the so-called factions of communism and fascism contending against each other. I mean, really, what they really are is just gangs that are contending for ascendancy. And, and that is, that's one of the tragic things, by the way, that we see at World War II, is that it really was a gang war that, uh, that involved the full force and power of, of government. Uh, there were different gangs that were looking to be in charge of the world, and, uh, and they brought the unbelievable agony through the force of government to put this together. Communists contending against socialists, against fascists, all of them the same kind of thing, where there were wicked people that were seeking power and to have ascendancy over all things, but they're just different flavors of the same poison. And and I guess what I keep coming back to with people is to recognize that, that we have a beautiful, wonderful back trail, a, a formula of liberty, free, strong, happy, prosperous, respected kinds of things that that allow people to recognize and become, you know, what what God ordained them to become, uh, you know, on the earth. It's a it's a happy, pleasant, sweet formula where families prosper and and there can be peace and happiness. Justice has prevailed. There's not disruption. But that's what seems to me is being fostered and foisted upon us, and. Uh, and I, I think that there's many factions today, just as there has been in these incidences that that I've I've cited. And and I believe that today the solution is as it was, a restoration to the to the things that we know really work. And so I don't know, this hacking at leaves or, or at the at the roots kind of thing. We need to go back to the root of everything and recognize, you know, there's a godly origin, there's a satanic origin. And those people like the people in the New York Times that are um that are touting their agenda uh, are completely willing to overlook or give a pass to people on the other side that are that are fomenting destruction. I mean, and and since we've had the discussion, I mean, since I kind of brought it up, the discussion about the uh, communists and the the fascists in Germany during the 30s. In, in 1933, the Reichstag fire was used as a you know kind of like the capital uh, issue. On January 6th is being used right now as a as an opportunity to implement draconian uh, forces uh, to contain this great insidious thing that's happening to the nation. When in fact the people that are probably uh, participating in the you know the efforts to drum the business up were probably cheering it on to begin with from one side or the other. And and I guess I'm I'm just 
kind of hoping that we'll have a little more wisdom than we normally do, and and we'll start to say, well, no, wait, 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 we we don't have to take the you know New York Times view or the uh, Southern Poverty view or or even the neo-Nazi view. I mean, nothing, nothing should be kind of fostered or upheld or or encouraged. Uh, we need to go back to the sound foundation we've been given, and, and uh, there's almost nobody out there talking about that. That's what's concerning to me, is that, that um, you know, everybody seems to be picking sides and throwing rocks at the other side, but 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 the real solution is not even being discussed, and, and that's where I'm concerned. I, I see these big media moguls and everybody, you know, they, they shut you down on Twitter for even breathing a word of a solution. And, uh, and so, so it really is, it's one of those things, it's going to take good-hearted Americans that soundly understand these things that are going to have to make them popular again in the eyes of the people. We've got to do it in our families. We've got to do it in our churches. We've got to do it in our communities. And, and uh, some of these false solutions that are out there, uh, many of which are coming right out of the head of our government, Many of which are coming out of our media uh, sources. Uh, they're they're false solutions. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm doubling down, calling these people criminal. Though, if the FBI, all the way to the local police, allowed the Proud Boys to grow while they looked the other way, knowing full well they charged literally people who were getting beat up and were victims of the Proud Boys' violence, if they literally protected them and allowed this to happen all the way from the local all the way to the, to the FBI, and now people are going, wait a minute, what's going on here? Remember, those are the same people at the FBI that literally abused Ammon Bundy in his cases so bad, he literally served for two years, and at the end of the whole thing, Marcus Mumford, his attorney, gets literally tased in court when Ammon Bundy wins with a grand jury of peers. They say not guilty, and the, the judge and the people in the courtroom go so ballistic that they tase the attorney for Ammon Bundy named Marcus Mumford, um, and then they come down to Nevada because they still won't let him go, and then in Nevada, the judge basically throws out the case and says, hey, because the FBI withheld exculpatory evidence and lied and perjured themselves on the stand, this case is such a joke. We're letting Ammon Bundy free. The government's out of control on this one. You put those two cases together, and then you say this. Border crisis. Record number of migrant children being held in cage-like cells for longer than is legal. It's no coincidence that as soon as Joe Biden took office, there was a huge surge of immigrants coming into our country illegally. Believe it or not, some of them even wore Biden shirts with, with slogans on it like Biden let us in when they crossed the border. Now, Joe Biden's own Secretary of Homeland Security just admitted in a, quote, leaked email, there's an overwhelming number of illegals pouring into America. All right? I'll get into more details when we come back with Dr. Scott Bradley. But I submit to you that the government has turned into insurrectionists, all the way from local cops to the FBI to Joe Biden himself. We'll prove it in seconds. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. 
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Myanmar military declared martial law in two townships of the country's largest city, Yangon, after mounting a deadly response to ongoing rallies against last month's coup. Myanmar's military is accused of 38 deaths and dozens of injuries on Sunday against its own people. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. inflation risk is a possibility as the Biden administration dumps $1.9 trillion of borrowed money into the economy. President Clinton's Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers also directed the Economic Council for Obama have questioned whether its spending is excessive, given that the broader economy has been remarkably resilient. Police in North Carolina evacuated local businesses Sunday after they found several suspected incendiary devices near a Baptist church and a county building. Police in Brevard, a city in western North Carolina, said several devices were found near the Baptist church of Brevard. The FBI and ATF have been called in to investigate. USA Radio News. We've all heard it. Eat healthy. But what does eating healthy mean? Sure, there are countless diets out there, but they contradict each other. Yet all experts agree we should eat a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. Whole fruits and vegetables are the perfect fuel to power the cells in your body, giving you the stamina you need to handle your day-to-day activities. And that's what Balance of Nature is. Whole fruits and vegetables delivered to you in a convenient capsule form for only 22 cents a serving. Our proprietary blend has no additives or fillers, just the full nutritional value of a variety of 31 different fruits and vegetables. Balance of Nature provides you with a natural energy boost without a caffeine crash, a 3 o'clock slump, or an early bedtime. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-246-8751 and use discount code USA. Me Too movement vocalist Vice President Kamala Harris has refused to comment on Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo's mounting sexual misconduct. President Biden has finally made a comment on his longtime friend. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau reports. President Biden has made his first comment on the ongoing scandals of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo when asked by reporters outside the White House Sunday whether the governor should resign. I think the investigation is underway and we should see what it brings us. Democratic New York State Senator Alessandra Biaggi says the president's noncommittal response to doesn't surprise her, but tells CNN that the mounting scandals against Cuomo show a pattern of abusive behavior. I do think that the details of the growing sexual harassment allegations and the nursing home death cover-up, and now, today, the reports of the governor's vaccines are calling county officials to gauge their loyalty to the governor, reveal something that is an underlying issue, which is that the New York State executive branch has been working to protect Andrew Cuomo and not the people of New York, and collectively, there is a pattern of abusive behavior. USA Radio News. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. We're talking about criminal activity, literally in government. Okay, they literally look the other way when the Proud Boys go crazy and literally um, create victims everywhere. The government looks the other way from all the way from the local cops all the way to the FBI. And then they attack those who are victims, adding insult to injury. And now they say that the Proud Boys have attacked the Capitol, over 100 of them. And I don't even know how many arrests they have total, but it's like 200 to date. How many criminal convictions they'll get, I don't know. But if they look the other way and allow the Proud Boys to walk free, what's up with that? But Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. And I know I sound very bold saying, hey, you know what? These guys are criminals, insurrectionists all the way up to Joe Biden. But when you literally withhold exculpatory evidence and lie in court as an FBI agent, 
uh, to ensure that Ammon Bundy sits behind bars. And when a jury of peers lets him free based on the evidence and you tase the attorney in court, Marcus Mumford, and then he gets extradited or whatever you want to call it, moved to Nevada. And then the judge says, wait a minute, the government's so criminal here. I don't even know how to continue with this case. Case dismissed so that the evidence doesn't come out about how criminal the government really is. But the judge documenting enough criminal activity to throw many of those people away for literally their whole lives. And now the Proud Boys get bigger as police looked the other way. And now you got a border crisis where record number of migrant children. Okay, it's no coincidence that when Biden took over, he basically opened up the border. So much so that they're wearing shirts. These illegals are wearing shirts going, Biden let us in. Basically, you said you would. Now it turns out that Joe Biden's own own Homeland Secretary just admitted that there's immigrants, illegals, pouring into America based on the rhetoric, the statements, the change in policy by Joe Biden. Now Reuters even reporting that Mexican leaders including the left-wing president of Mexico, Andres Manuel, fear the Biden administration is stoking illegal immigration and creating business for organized crime. It's so bad on the border crisis that the migrant facility, ladies and gentlemen, is at 790, or I'm sorry, 729% capacity Children take turns sleeping on the floor, no showers for days. It goes on and on. Now, that's what they abused President Trump about. But now it's getting much worse under Biden. Biden now deploys FEMA to the U.S.-Mexico border. Move comes amid surge in teen migrants or illegals. It's so bad that Texas Senator John Cornyn said that Mexican cartels are making huge profits from human smuggling, sex trafficking, etc. during the border crisis. What people need to understand is these are criminal organizations, he continued. And then he talked about people getting raped and sexually trafficked and everything else. The Mexican president's worried about it. Everybody in America is worried about it. Um, on one hand, Joe Biden says there's no crisis at the border. On the other hand, he deploys FEMA. Ladies and gentlemen, if Donald Trump is guilty of insurrection because he said go to the Capitol and peacefully and patriotically let them know you want to look into vote fraud, and the government overlooks the Proud Boys who, out of the 200 people arrested, it's estimated that 100 of them are Proud Boys, who Donald Trump said to stand down, stand back, and he didn't agree with them at all. If that's the case, then these people, the cops who are promoting the Proud Boys, and Joe Biden who's promoting illegal immigration— it's so bad that a sheriff, A.J. Louderback, he's the five-time elected sheriff of Jackson County, Texas, he told the Epic Times that the Biden administration is involved in sending, quote, communiques to the illegals. When they get turned away from the border, then Biden and team sends a message to them that says, please come back. The Biden administration, according to A.J. Louder has dismantled every piece of the Immigration and Naturalization Act, drops bomb Biden's feds, sending shock communiques to non-citizens across the border. Feds are inviting rejected immigrants to come back.
Elizabeth Stauffer, the Western Journal, with that piece. Um, this is criminal activity. And if, if, if Donald Trump created an insurrection by saying peacefully, patriotically go to the Capitol, what about a president of the United States that is questionable about how he was elected, literally sending communiques to illegals saying, we know we turned you away based on our law, but forget the current law, come back. And then literally changing the law by executive order. And now we've got a crisis so bad that Joe has to deny the crisis while sending FEMA into the breach. Dr. Bradley, you can say I'm too bold on this about calling all these government officials criminal, but I don't see it any other way. You know, I, I, I think that there's a pretty strong case to be made that, um, the, well, the Founding Fathers coined a term, and they, they called it secret combinations. It's those that, that seek for power and, and ascendancy. And there's a you know a lot of discussion we could have on secret combinations, but but I think you were making a pretty strong case that the secret combinations have obtained the sole management of our government, and it's time for us as a people to awaken to a sense of our awful situation and begin again to re- return. And I hope you know if there's enough time left in here for a couple of ideas of of what to do in order to to fix this. The uh, the sole management of the government, the, the, it may be perverse from top to bottom, and I, I think that there's a pretty strong case to, to think about that. I mean, you think about, I don't know if you saw that grandma getting thrown to the ground or busted ankle or foot or whatever it was by a brute of a cop, and I think it was Galveston, Texas, for not wearing a mask. I mean, what what nonsense we have come to. That man should never work again. But... Uh, the, uh, I mean, you can look at whether it's at Ruby Ridge or at Oak City or at uh, the uh, 9-11 bombings or you look at the TWA shootdown or the KAL shootdown or you look at the, uh, the uh, things that have happened in the Capitol. If you look at the Antifa, the, the uh, uh, Black Lives Matter uh, riots from last year, you look at the thing in January, um, we've got a mess on our hands, and um, and and I think that the, what you point out with some of the FBI agents, there are scoundrels in the FBI, and and I say that uh, sadly because as a child, I really strongly considered becoming an FBI agent. Uh, you know, they were kind of the the guys that were supposed to be the the you know protectors of the things that all Americanists, but no, there's there promoting things that are destructive. You look at what happens in, in our police agencies. I mean, if you look at this uh, George Floyd thing and the outcry for that, but this, you know, white grandma, I'm, I believe it was Galveston, Texas, I may have remembered that incorrectly, that's getting brutalized by this cop um, in a bank, and, and you think, where, where, what happened to the honorable, upright, and and way too often we're we're getting these these bad actors that are out there, and uh, and it's time to recognize that this is this is immersed in in our nation. I mean, it's generational. It's uh, they have seized and obtained the sole management of our government largely, and it's because we the people have been so complicit and so complacent and so completely unwilling to take any responsibility. And, of course, our our education system has been uh, promoting the idea of, of these socialistic, welfareistic, uh, animalistic programs for so many years now that our children, and our, I mean, it's not, 
is not just the children that are coming through schools now, but also the their parents and their grandparents that have been so educated in this thing. It's time again to make popular that which is sound and good and unpopular that which is unsound. And, and um, I, I really do believe that there's enough evidence out there that there needs to be an awakening among the hearts of the people and, and a restoration, not a revolution, a restoration, because that's what the bad guys are seeking to do. Bring about a revolution that ultimately and finally will uh, end up being the overthrow of the things that we cherish or we should cherish. I mean, I don't even know if a lot of Americans know what they're doing. I, I watch uh, uh, some of these these people that are fleeing California to get away from the Newsomistic tyranny, and they go to Montana or they go to Idaho or some other place, and they re-implement the, the socialistic welfare state-ish items that were popular in California that they claimed to be fleeing. I mean, uh, we've got to leave behind and move ahead, and and the moving ahead is a restoration. And so, I don't know. I mean, I I think there are bad actors almost everywhere, but I still believe that America has some goodness in its heart. Amen. But when I, President Joe Biden literally uh, says we're not going to protect our border from illegals, we're going to call them undocumented immigrants, when there's literally shirts from the illegals communicating, hey, Biden, let us in based on his rhetoric. We find out now from Sheriff Lauterbach and others that the president of the United States via his administration is sending communiques to the illegals that have been turned away to please come back. And then he denies there's a crisis at the border. And then he literally deploys FEMA. At some point, is that a greater insurrection? Even if you believe the well, Capitol was? Let's talk it, about it. It is Hold an on. insurrection. Hang on. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while, at the same time, exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years, and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T dot com, MericaFirst.com. 
you're the president of the United States and you communicate to illegals outside of normal channels via your administration to please come back, and you signal the immigrants to come to your border in droves because of your policies and your actions and your rhetoric, at some point, I have a hard time saying Donald Trump's guilty of anything. But I look at this and I say, you know what? Now we've got a crisis at the border generated, created by his rhetoric and his change in policy against the law. And now the president of the United States is literally undermining the law via his administration. And you don't have just a few people in Texas worried about it. You've got a five-time elected sheriff, Louderback, doubling down saying communiques being sent illegal to these illegals. You got Texas Senator John Cornyn going, hey, Mexican cartels are making huge profits. These gangs and criminals are taking advantage of Joe Biden. And now we've got a crisis at the border to, to bring in FEMA. It's an insurrection. And I would submit to you, led by who, Dr. Bradley? Well, it's an invasion, if not an insurrection. And, and really and truly, probably every couple of months, maybe it's less now, uh, we have. You think of the invasion force that landed on June 6, 19. 19- 44 on the beaches of Normandy. If you do the numbers, the people are coming in at an invasion force size and they're not going home. Uh, they're going to stay here and continue to invade this country. Now, uh, I, again, I believe that the president is culpable and, and has violated his oath of office. And, and if you read in, in Article 2, Section 3, it says, He shall take care that the laws be faithfully executed. And uh, and so the president is in violation of his oath of office, and uh, and we're at great risk. And and uh, we we have criminals at the head of the government in secret combinations. They have placed themselves there, and and uh, you know we have. I don't know if you saw Governor Abbott in Texas uh, his press conference last week, but it was it was very cogent. It was uh, it was a, a real good presentation about the crisis that's brewing along the border. And uh, it, it's something that is not just in the Rio Grande Valley. I mean, you've got uh, California and you've got Arizona, you've got New Mexico that are, that are pulled into this thing altogether. I mean, so at every place you look, you, you find that there's a... I mean, we, we could spend all day on the immigration thing. We could spend all day well, and the media, on the FBI. The media is involved and is protecting... Uh, Joe Biden as well. Remember, Donald Trump said, hey, there's bad guys coming across the border. They're rapists and murderers and criminals and drug dealers and drug addicts and and uh, sex traffickers. And and back when President Trump said that and he made some appropriate protections at the border, um, they mocked. They laughed. They said he's crazy. He's a racist. He hates Mexicans. He's and there was a big old battle about that. But now what? Now everybody's admitting that the border is a violent zone that the border's a concern, that there's rapes and pillages and plunders and sex trafficking and everything else along the border. This is, um, this is a, 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 a problem with the media creating a manipulated interference cover-up as well in the secret combination, doctor. And I, some of these people, if they're going to shut me down on Twitter, what about the people that are perpetuating the lie that Trump's a racist, that his immigration status or stance uh, had nothing to do with anything normal, but it was a racist agenda to hate Mexicans and that the criminal activities were lies and not true and everybody was a good guy coming across the border and, and those lies. At some point, you can't peddle that porn of fake news and get away with it either. 
Well, I'm I'm awaiting your solution, Sam. I've tried to throw five or six on the table here, and uh, I think that they've kind of been deflected. And I'm wondering if you have a a trick up your sleeve that you're going to pull right. here at the end of the show. So here it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There is no trick up my sleeve, except for if we don't turn to God, it will never get better. Okay, and I agree with you completely that you know what we got to arrest criminal activity. We got to look into these things, but. The things that Americans need to do is create accountability for votes, for voting. This whole thing ran off the rails when it came to the vote fraud discussion. The Capitol, uh, everything, Joe taking office, all that. We need to get a handle on our elections. And I have pointed to the local elections to be the answer at the precinct level. Go to your county sheriff and say, Sheriff, we need you to look into vote fraud at the local level. Go to your precincts and demand accountability. If they claim that a certain precinct turned into numbers on votes, have them double down and verify uh, that okay do it at the precinct and the local level reject mail-in voting okay reject those mass ballots get a handle on the voting and then go elect good honest people that will stand up for what is right you can replace congress the house every two years and a third of the senate every two years in six years you could have every single one of them replaced you could also uh, create accountability uh, but you've got to turn to god to do this and you got to live good honest moral lives as a people and if we live good, honest, moral lives, if we demand accountability at the very localist of local levels, okay, and if we demand jurisdictional boundaries and back the feds off by checks and balances in America and understand our Constitution and elect not only good but wise and honorable leaders, okay, I believe if we were to turn to God and repent as a people and demand an honesty in elections and then put people in who understand these principles and who will defend them, like, say, a Dr. Scott Bradley, I believe we can turn this thing around. And if we don't, I submit that we can't and we won't. But you know what? Allowing the media to say that Donald Trump created an insurrection and impeaching him over that and then letting President Joe Biden literally communicate to the illegals and drug cartels and everybody else, come on in, baby, take your coat off, and ignoring that, if the people let that stand, and I know what the people have traditionally wanted to do, Dr. Bradley, is say, oh, we'll let the government officials take care of that. I agree. It's horrible, but there's nothing we can do. Turn off all the fraudulent, abusive media that's in bed with the secret combination and elect leaders who will stand up and stop it. And if we the people don't take action ourselves, we have nobody to blame but ourselves. We, we do have a big challenge here, and, and you point out some wonderful solutions that I believe are absolutely valid. Uh, I'll just quote uh, some things from uh, about secret combinations and electing good people. We've got to get good and honorable people that are willing to run, but we're at a point in our society right now where the, the you wrestle with the pig, you get muddy or dirty or whatever. But here's, here's what was said by one of the founding fathers, Noah Webster. He says, by the laws of creation, by our civil constitution, all men have equal rights to protection, to liberty, to the free enjoyment of all the benefits and privileges of government. All secret attempts, by associations or otherwise, to give one set of men or party advantages over another are mean, dishonorable, and immoral. All secret combinations of men to gain for themselves or their party advantages or preferments to office are trespasses upon the rights of others. Nothing can be honorable which is morally wrong. God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a Republican government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. If the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men in office, the government will soon be corrupted. 
Laws will be made not for the public good so much as for selfish or local purposes. Corrupt or incompetent men will be appointed to execute the laws. The public revenues will be squandered on unworthy men, and the rights of the citizens will be violated or disregarded. I would submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly the condition that exists in the United States today, from the highest levels down to the lowest levels. But I do believe that there are cores of good Americans, if we will again rally ourselves to the founding principles and make popular that which is sound and good, and unpopular that which is unsound. We can have this restored, but it takes an involvement of people. You're not going to be saved out of Washington, D.C., or out of your state capitals. This happens in the hearts and in the families and in the churches, and and I think that by by following along that path, it can have a building effect. I mean, I've told the story often enough of I've traveled this country from Florida to Alaska, and New York to California enough times to know they're good and honorable and honest and, and caring people. But, um, but, but we've got to start involving ourselves. We must participate in the process. We must make these things popular again. If we don't, we, we leave it in the hands of, of people that are completely that they're agenda-driven. The New York Times of the world and the, uh, all these other organizations we've talked about, they're these are the people that are setting the standard. I mean, the big tech companies, uh, and and I really, truly still believe that there there is capability within the people if the people will develop that goodness, uh, turning to God, uh, turning to everything that we hold sacred, and, and stop throwing it under the bus and uh, putting our trust in, in the arm of the flesh, if you will, the, the fools that we've elected, and most of them are worse than fools. They're scoundrels. And, and many is sit in office, uh, even, you know, local police, FBI, governors, mayors, um, you know, senators, congressmen, and there is a standard to, to measure, measure them in. It is, a, it is a divine standard, and we've stopped doing that a long time ago in America, and that's why we're in the bucket of hurt we're in right now. We've got a bumpy road to, to, to uh, travel, people. It's not going to happen, you know, with... Lavender sprays and whisk brooms. This is going to have to be roll up your sleeves. Let's pay attention. Let's fix this. And and I I I hope there's enough resolve left in Americans to do that, because of all the oinded awfuls, many people are folding. They're they're clum, They're they're basically they're giving up. They're hunkering down and bunkering up. And I think the the mask mandates and the shutdowns and everything have contributed to it. We could go across the whole spectrum of complete insanity that has settled upon this nation. And um, it's time to restore the original Americanist things. I mean, uh, we could take any string and pull on it and spend a whole show on this thing about the fear, the doubt, the, the hopelessness that has settled upon Americans. Uh, suicides have never been higher. You know, substance abuse. Domestic abuse, spouse and child abuse. The loss of businesses, uh, the socialism depending on voting largesque from the Treasury, which we've learned to do at an alarming rate, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got to reverse these trends, uh, Doctor. And, and it wasn't that I opposed your other solutions. What I really wanted to do was tease out a whole hour of solutions. And you've been providing them, and hopefully I've added a couple of the mix. But, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, I know it sounds oversimplified. But the solutions are right there. The founders already paid the price. 
It's now up to us to carry forward their legacy. It's up to us to turn to God and repent. It's up to us to not seek for power, but to pull it down. It's up to us, ladies and gentlemen, to make popular that which is good and honorable and right and reject that which is wrong and evil and satanic. It is a war that start, was started in heaven by Satan rebelling against God Almighty. And that war continues on the earth right now. And we must learn to use our agency in ways that will preserve and protect the sacred cause of liberty. And it can't be one or two or five of us. It's got to be thousands, millions of Americans. I don't care what race you are, but Americans who understand liberty and understand that it's the protection of life, liberty, and property at stake. It's the promotion of God, family, and country that are the solutions. And and so, Doctor, I hope we've created an hour of highlighting uh, what's being done but how to expose it and how to provide solutions that are long-lasting and real. Final words yours, sir. Well, I would say everybody's got to get involved and engaged and uh, bring others into the issue. And, and maybe your issue is not, you know, replacing the president. Maybe everybody thinks that is. But your issue might be a local one uh, with your local sheriff, with your local municipal councils. It may, it may be something bringing to light in your newspapers, these things. Everybody has skin in the game, and if we if if people don't believe that, <laughs> we're already lost. All of so the above. All of the above is what I'm advocating for, sir. Absolutely. All right, my friend, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, thousand plus videos on his incredible website. The whole goal to preserve the nation. The website's called freedomsrisingsun.com. A collegiate series, over a thousand videos available to you, and weekly webinars with Q&As and more from Dr. Scott Bradley. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.